0: Welcome everyone to uh, our next edition of the EPIPS podcast. Um, I am very pleased today to uh, venture onto pediatric urology. And for this, I have my colleague at the Evelina London Children's Hospital, Mr. Massimo Gariboli. Um, Mr. Gariboli is a pediatric urology consultant. Um, He has a special interest in minimal invasive surgery, hypospadias, upper tract surgery, as well as dealing with posterior urethral valves. Um, and this basically brings us on to the topic of our podcast today, which is valves. Um, and so as we've done previously, we're going to go through some antenatal discussions and then move on to the postnatal management of this condition. Um, so welcome, Mr. Gariboli, and thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure and an honour for me to be here.
0: Perfect. So we'll get right into it. Um, So let's just assume that you're in the antenatal clinic and you've been asked to see a couple at their 20-week anomaly scan. And the reason why the foetal medicine consultant has asked you to see them is because they feel that the baby has bilateral hydronephrosis. They also know that this baby is a boy. Um, And at this stage, what I wanted to ask you is what further information would you like from the foetal medicine specialist? And what would you then say to the parents at this stage?
1: So definitely, the first uh, most important information that uh, I would like to ask, which is the one that you gave to me, is the sex of the of the uh, fetus, because it changed completely the answer. Once you get a boy, you have immediately to think about possibility of having posterior urethral valve as a main diagnosis, and uh, immediately after you want to know what is the degree of the dilatation. Uh, you said that is a bilateral, but not always both kidney are affected at the same level so sometimes there is a mild mm-hmm. in one kidney and a severe in another kidney mm-hmm. which is different from having a severe involvement of both kidneys Okay. once we talk about uh, hydronephrosis uh, it is also important to clarify the involvement of the calluses which mm-hmm. means is an internal dilatation as long as an external pelvis dilatation mm-hmm. or you do have a good thick parenchyma mm-hmm. associated with an external dilatation. Okay. Why this is important is because it gives you the level of severity. Usually, the uh, most severe cases involve also the calices and might be associated with a, a thinning of the parenchyma, which then leads me to the next important part of the uh, information, which is the quality of the parenchyma. Mm-hmm. The parenchyma might be showing um sign of maldevelopment, what we normally refer to as dysplasia, mm-hmm. because a dysplastic kidney is a kidney who failed to properly develop. And this also is an indicator of severity. Mm-hmm. The more dysplastic... The more likely they are not functioning properly, mm-hmm. and therefore the more serious is the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, once we talk about uh, the uh, lower tract, we definitely have to think about whether bladder is distended. Mm-hmm. There are criteria that uh, we use to define what is called a mega cyst, mm-hmm. which is not simply a big cyst, but is beyond a certain limit. Mm-hmm. And this goes together with the thickness of the bladder wall. Mm-hmm. You might have a very thick bladder wall, mm-hmm. which again is in keeping with an obstruction, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Uh, usually, the good attitude from the scan mm-hmm. is to make serial measurement, mm-hmm. because you might see a bladder that is full and that remains full mm-hmm. within 20, 30, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. or whether it's cycling emptying. That sure. also is a useful information. Yeah then the next of course is to have information about the Mm lycor you might have situation where lycor is reduced Mm -hmm. and that is again more concerning Mm -hmm. Uh, whether in fact lycor is a truly representation of the function of the kidneys Mm -hmm. because you know that the most part of the lycor is produced by kidney uh, uh, at this level and then of course, in line with the normal baby development, the development of the lungs mm-hmm. comes also into the scheme. Mm-hmm. And again, the severe condition which might be associated with a poor lycor, mm-hmm. you just uh, you often see as well poor lung development, mm-hmm. and that also um, will guide our recommendation mm-hmm. and our. Um, explanation to the couple, to
0: the family. Okay, Um, thank you. That's very thorough. So let's assume at this stage that based on all the criteria that you've mentioned above, you feel confident enough that this is most likely to be posterior urethral valves. At this stage, what would you say to the couple in terms of antenatal management for this baby?
1: Um, That all depends on the severity. Mm -hmm. So even if we do have are uh, quite convincingly diagnosis of valve. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest and mostly used criteria is the presence of what we call a keyhole sign, mm-hmm. which is a specific uh, shape of the bladder and the distended posterior urethra, which you can get through an ultrasound scan. Mm-hmm. Um, the intervention might not be necessary or might not be indicated at this time, mm-hmm. and they are generally dictated by the severity mm-hmm. once more. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of type of intervention that has been described there are mainly two type of intervention one is a drainage Mm -hmm. of the bladder into the amniotic Mm -hmm. fluid Mm -hmm. uh, space which is called a va shunt Mm -hmm. and the second is a more um, aggressive type Mm -hmm. of treatment which Mm -hmm. is actually reported as a fetal ablation of the valve Mm -hmm. now both treatments are at the moment reserved to the very the most severe mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the fetuses that are diagnosed with mm-hmm. valve, mm-hmm. particularly if they got normal development of mm-hmm. the lungs and the other organs, and normal Lycor, mm-hmm. are not advised to have any treatment. Sure. The treatments that are um, reported are at the moment still question, mm-hmm. and there are some studies that have been produced in the literature mm-hmm. that are suggesting the role of those uh, mm-hmm. interventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, attempts to demonstrate the utility mm-hmm. uh, is something that we refer to as the Pluto trial, mm-hmm. which, in fact, is a big miss opportunity. Mm-hmm. The reason being that the Pluto trial the way it has been designed wasn't really suggesting to have the maximum chance to be successful. Okay. And in fact missed the chance to report solid and robust evidence because had to be interrupted mm-hmm. for lack of recruitment. Yeah. And uh, we can speculate that there are some limitations in the design of the trial. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. and that's probably beyond the scope of this sure. conversation. Sure. But I'd like to highlight the fact that uh, centers, both in the UK and uh, in the rest of the world, might suggest that selected criteria mm-hmm. of severity might uh, predispose to the chance to have an intervention. Sure which generally are not Mm -hmm. offered to everyone despite Mm -hmm. the diagnosis might be convincing Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this is always associated with the very end spectrum Mm -hmm. the most severe Mm -hmm. and the outcome as well Mm -hmm. by definition are not as uh, good as in the uh, other part of the population.
0: Okay, so let's um, make another assumption then that we don't think this is severe enough to warrant any antenatal intervention, but the family are very keen to know whether, in terms of the three things to do with the delivery, so when should the baby deliver? uh, Can they deliver through a vaginal delivery? Does it have to be a section? And where would they deliver the baby?
1: That is a very good question because uh, That is often, uh, if not pretty much always, questioned whenever we are counseling the Mm -hmm. couple. And our advice is that uh, there's no special uh, recommendation for the delivery, Mm -hmm. which means that baby can carry on through all the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and have a natural delivery Mm -hmm. at term. Okay. There's no need for induction at early stage. Mm-hmm. There's no need for C-section, mm-hmm. and also there's no need for special delivery mm-hmm. in terms of place. Mm-hmm. We are happy for the baby to be delivered in the local hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, unless we do have associated pathologies, sure. unless there are other conditions like f- like cardiac mm-hmm. or. Other organ involvement, mm-hmm. which might suggest the ba- the fetus and the baby will be more fragile. Okay. Because generally, if the delivery, if the pregnancy has not been complicated, mm-hmm. delivery can be at term, mm-hmm. can be at the local hospital, mm-hmm. and we will instruct the mm-hmm. local team mm-hmm. to what will be the immediate uh, intervention. Yeah. And we will then be able to accept a referral and perhaps having the baby transferred to us after birth.
0: Okay, so the baby goes on to be born at term, is born in good condition, and at this stage you're contacted by the local hospital to say that the baby's now been born, they had this antenatal history. So what would you ask them to do now?
1: So we do advise to carry on the normal baby check, Mm -hmm. so everything has to be checked carefully. Mm -hmm. And of course, in case the baby does not uh, behave normally, there will be the need for resuscitation, mm-hmm. or normal activity that, uh, I guess, uh, is practice mm-hmm. for uh, after delivery. Mm-hmm. Then, in the light of the diagnosis, the likely diagnosis mm-hmm. of the posterior valve, mm-hmm. there is the question whether a catheter insertion needs to be um, considered. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you might, uh, we might have controversy and not a unanimous consensus mm-hmm. among urologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do recommend as our center mm-hmm. to have the catheter inserted mm-hmm. as soon as possible mm-hmm. because that is the point to be safe mm-hmm. once catheter is inserted mm-hmm. uh, bl- bladder is drained, and at that point baby is safe, yeah. Uh, uh, some other colleague or some other center mm-hmm. might suggest to watch and see mm-hmm. whether baby is able to pass urine mm-hmm. and only at that point mm-hmm. considering the catheter insertion.
0: Okay.
1: Again, the reason we do suggest for catheter insertion after birth regardless mm-hmm. is because sometimes babies with valve might be able to pee mm-hmm. but at the expense of a high pressure that they have to generate mm-hmm. within the bladder. Mm-hmm. And is the pressure in the bladder which I am... Fearing mm-hmm. because that can also be uh, transmitted to the upper tract, yeah. which is my main uh, concern
0: okay okay, so they put the, they put the catheter in, um, any other tests that they need to do whilst the baby's with there, or would you recommend a transfer at this stage?
1: We do also ask to have the blood check, mm-hmm. um, bearing in mind that the first twenty four seventy two hour of life mm-hmm. creatinine might reflect maternal creatinine. Mm -hmm. So it is worth having the blood checked, Mm -hmm. but then the interpretation of the results Mm -hmm. needs to be um, tailored based on the case. Why is anyway useful to know about the results Mm -hmm. in the first uh, one to to two days of life Mm -hmm. is because sometimes creatinine is very high Mm -hmm. and that might not be mom creatinine, but can be reflection of dysplasia. And that will actually require a more intense uh, involvement of the nephrology in terms of fluid balance. Sometimes the baby needs to have uh, supplementation. Um, The second type of assessment that we do recommend Mm -hmm. is an ultrasound scan. The ultrasound scan, again, should not be done immediately after birth. Mm -hmm. We do know that there is a period in the first two Three, three days of life mm-hmm. where there is a natural polyuria, which yeah. might lead to um, the hydration of the baby mm-hmm. and therefore the ultrasound scan can be uh, misleading mm-hmm. is again why is suggested to have it done to mm-hmm. have a baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not just use the scan as a um, one-off sure. assessment but it will be our reference yeah. then Again, I will be more concerned about uh, a scan, Mm -hmm. which is showing uh, worse dilatation Mm -hmm. than one that is showing uh, less dilatation, Mm -hmm. because if it's severe, Mm -hmm. it might be uh, to be considered more uh, thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third type of test that uh, we do advise, which has no urgency and mm-hmm. has no priority, mm-hmm. is the myctoletal system urethrogram. Yep. The recommendation is that the, um, what we call MCUG mm-hmm. as a, a acronym, mm-hmm. the MCUG can be done when baby is fine. Fine. That is the message. Mm-hmm. Not early, mm-hmm. not late, mm-hmm. when it's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby with a catheter is safe mm-hmm. and you might have one day, two day, one week mm-hmm. to balance mm-hmm. to achieve a way where where the baby is actually feeding well, mm-hmm. is not uh, losing uh, too much fluid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is um, in in a status where perhaps is not uh, uh, in a septic status. Mm-hmm. Sometimes babies do become septic, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore the decision to when is the best timing mm-hmm. for the MCUG is when the baby is settled and fine. And the last things to uh, start post delivery yeah. is the antibiotic prophylaxis. Yeah. Uh, low uh, dose of antibiotic, which we normally suggest being trimethoprim, 0.2 ml KJ yeah. uh, once a day. Sure. To prevent developing of uh, infection. Sure. Uh, most of these children might do have presence of a reflux, which mm-hmm. also is counted as a risk, mm-hmm. plus the fact that they are dilated might imply uh, stages of the urine, mm-hmm. and that's why we do recommend having an extra cover mm-hmm. with, in the way of the prophylaxis.
0: Okay, so um, they have the MCUG, and it is very suspicious of urethral valves. So at this stage, uh, what do you do now? Now,
1: once we have the diagnosis confirmed, Mm -hmm. the next step is going to be arranging for an operation Mm -hmm. that will destruct the the, the urethra. Um, At the same uh, as when I said about MCUG before, Mm -hmm. there's not urgency Mm -hmm. on proceeding with the valve resection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, because a baby even with a uh, demonstrated diagnosis of valve, mm-hmm. if you do have an indwelling catheter, it's mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. So we do normally uh, wait until baby is once again stable from mm-hmm. the medical general perspective mm-hmm. and big enough to accommodate the instrument. Mm-hmm. We have the luxury to have access to very small scopes. Mm -hmm. So I do not have a set up weight to to have the surgery. And uh, the smallest baby I remember was 2.8 kilos. Fine. But there are either circumstances like in centers where Mm -hmm. you don't have availability of Mm -hmm. such a small scope Mm -hmm. or baby that are particularly sick mm-hmm. or have comorbidities mm-hmm. or have particular other situation where mm-hmm. they are not um, suitable mm-hmm. and at that point they can be the intervention can be delayed yep. up to the point where everything is under control okay. and a good strategy could be perhaps having a progressively uh, upsizing of the catheter yep. which might prepare the urethra yep. to accommodate yep. the scope Okay. So if you start with a size 6 French mm-hmm. um, catheter, you might then want to go up to 8, yeah. up to 10. Yeah. That is uh, sometimes also a, a nice idea in order to prepare the baby's urethra to
0: accommodate the, the uh, size of the scope. Perfect. So how do you, the baby's under anesthetic, you've decided to go ahead, what's your approach to how you do it? Um, In the
1: literature, there are two main approach that has been described. Mm -hmm. The resection of the valve using what is called a cold knife, Mm -hmm. which means just a blade, Mm -hmm. which generally is uh, um, uh, introduced through the uh, Mm -hmm. cystoscope, or Mm -hmm. at that point, we're going to use an instrument called resectoscope, Mm -hmm. or to have some Mm electrocotery, which means that uh, you uh, generate uh, um, electricity Mm -hmm. And you are not simply cutting the valve, but you are um, incising them. Okay. This is, again, a point of debate, mm-hmm. and you i have seen or you will see that uh, there are many points mm-hmm. in the valve management mm-hmm. which are subject to debate sure. uh, among um, uh, experts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the preference in our centre, in, in most of UK center, mm-hmm. is to use a cold knife. Sure. The reason is that there have been described uh, side effects mm-hmm. of the coterie, mm-hmm. in the sense of generating scarring sure. and creating fistulas, okay. so damage to the urethra, which mm-hmm. have been reported mm-hmm. uh, by other centres. Mm-hmm. By using the cold knife, mm-hmm. we do not have uh, such type of possible complication, sure. But still, you have successful uh, resection of the valve, um, which are
0: um yeah okay. <laughs> and so, when do you do you um, bring them back for a check cystoscopy? Our current protocol uh,
1: um, um, have a three to four months uh, uh, check cystoscopy. Okay. And again, this is uh, most is similar in most UK centres.
0: Sure.
1: Um, other centres in uh, Europe or mm-hmm. outside the world mm-hmm. might do have a slightly different approach. Okay. Um, there have been centres where cystoscopy is not performed, mm-hmm. but instead children are undergoing a repeated MCUG. Okay. Um, we do have evidence that uh, a repeated MCUG is not necessary. Okay. It's not necessary unless uh, you do want to avoid the uh, cystoscopy. Okay. The reason we prefer the cystoscopy be is because uh, sometimes a child might have some remnant mm-hmm. of the leaflet, mm-hmm. and at the time of the chest cystoscopy, mm-hmm. you are in the position to resect further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you do have IMCOG, which shows that mm-hmm. you have the remnant, mm-hmm. you have then to count another intervention, which will be the resection. Sure. If you do a check cystoscopy, you can do all in one go.
0: And do you combine that with a circumcision?
1: Circumcision is a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, circumcision is recommended
0: mm-hmm.
1: and is recommended uh, because there are um, papers which suggest mm-hmm. that uh, the number of uh, UTI, mm-hmm. urinary tract infection, mm-hmm. in children with uh, underlying urological condition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which could be reflux, which mm-hmm. could be obstruction, mm-hmm. and could be the valve, mm-hmm. are more Likely, sure. And therefore, the circumcision might prevent UTI in this subgroup of patients. Okay. Circumcision can be done on the first surgery, can be done at the second surgery, or can be done at a later time mm-hmm. and can be discussed with the parents because sure. that's at the moment is a recommendation more than uh, a routine. An, an absolute. Okay.
0: Absolute. And do you arrange renal follow-up for all these patients?
1: We do have a dedicated service mm-hmm. to Valve, mm-hmm. which again is bit unique mm-hmm. in uh, Evelina mm-hmm. uh, and we do have a thorough follow-up. Mm-hmm. Children will all attend a posterior urethral valve clinic. Mm-hmm. The posterior urethral valve clinic is run as a joint clinic between urologists mm-hmm. and nephrologists mm-hmm. and bladder specialists. Mm-hmm. The number of children which despite the intervention might have a very severe um, damage of the mm-hmm, kidneys mm-hmm. at the baby level, mm-hmm. which means that they have already some kind of uh, chronic kidney disease, mm-hmm. will also have a separate nephrology follow-up, Okay. which will include both the feeding because mm-hmm. they sometimes have problems with feeding sure. and sometimes need supplementation sure. and support mm-hmm. and a proper nephrology follow-up which will focus more on uh, maintaining the function as much as possible. Okay. So there will be two separate follow-up, one with a dedicated nephrology clinic yeah. for the most severe, yeah. and one f- as a posterior urethral valve clinic for all of the children undergoing resection.
0: Okay. And when you see these babies in clinic and then parents are saying to you, look, we've read a lot about this in the literature, we know that in some babies it can be uh, quite bad in terms of their prognosis, what do you identify as some of those risk factors
1: um, again, by reading literature and by having our own uh, uh, data, mm-hmm. the general um, explanation to parents mm-hmm. is that despite early intervention, mm-hmm. about a third mm-hmm. of the children might develop long-term mm-hmm. chronic kidney disease. Uh, some of them will eventually require uh, substitution in the form of dialysis and transplant. Okay. Some of them might do have simply support Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, medication Mm -hmm. and there is also a good third of the patient which will not develop Mm -hmm. uh, renal Mm -hmm. uh, disease Mm -hmm. and therefore will not need special renal uh, support sure Uh, There are many elements that are checked regularly, Mm -hmm. and the only one which generally is being demonstrated, Mm -hmm. being associated with a Mm long-term outcome, Mm -hmm. is what we call a nadir creatinine, which is the lowest uh, level of the creatinine within the first year following resection.
0: Fine. Okay, Fine, And so the last thing I really wanted to bring you on, and I, know, and I know that this is probably a podcast on its own, but we read about this topic and idea about the evolution of the valve bladder uh, in the literature. So in a couple of minutes, could you perhaps just summarise to us what, what you understand by it and what you could tell our trainees that may come up in an exam situation?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, that's, you're right. That is just a simply podcast or more yep. uh, alone. Yep. Um, there are many historical paper that reported something called uh, valve bladder, yeah. which is a, a name used a lot in the past, mm-hmm. which was um, used the, the beginning by Mitchell, mm-hmm. which one of the pioneers of the urology. Mm-hmm. And there was also uh, idea that uh, the evolution of the bladder in the valve Start with a very small bladder, Mm -hmm. very, very hard and and, uh, hypertonic bladder, Mm -hmm. which then evolve into a floppy bladder Mm -hmm. later on in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Our personal data, in a way, go against this. Mm -hmm. We do not believe that this is a correct way to explain. Mm -hmm. Because we have a mixed uh, population. Mm -hmm. Many children have had a very... uh, Large bladder to start with, mm-hmm. other have a very small bladder, mm-hmm. and it's all depending not just on the size mm-hmm. but also on the activity of the bladder. Mm-hmm. We do have high pressure bladder. We do have high activity like overactive bladder, sure. which is mainly suggesting the evolution is required and mm-hmm. independent
0: dependent
1: on. Yeah, and that's why is important the intervention, which we are now uh, establishing. Yeah. So some of the children will require early intervention for their mm-hmm. bladder mm-hmm. in the attempt to interrupt this uh, um, development in yeah. and somehow uh, identify a way to drive the bladder toward yeah. a, a better development. Sure. The intervention that we have at the moment are in the form of uh, uh, early catheterization, yeah. intermit- clean intermittent catheterization. Yeah early use of anticholinergic. Yeah. Uh, alpha blocker is another family of drugs which have more selected activity on the blood and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, in most severe cases, you might have to consider diversion. Okay. So having the bladder, uh, the urine diverted either at the level of the bladder yeah. in the form of visicostomy yeah. or even uh, more proximal to the kidneys yeah. in the form of ureterostomy. Sure. And eventually, in the longer term, mm-hmm. the bladder that could have not been saved yeah. in those uh, management time yeah. will perhaps require a bigger surgery yeah. in the form of a bladder augmentation.
0: Sure, sure. Perfect. Well, thank you very, very much for that wonderful discussion about valves. Um, we thank you for all the insights that you've given to our trainees. And we look forward to welcoming you back again to join us for another episode of Pediatric Urology.
1: It has been a great pleasure, and uh, I hope that you find this useful.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Moon.